Hi, this is Aaron Azrod, and welcome to the 56th episode of the Truth Island podcast. We've all had that moment in our lives when we were at the checkout counter and we were asked to make a donation to a charitable cause, or we passed by a homeless person and we were prompted to give something. And although we had a, f- a few loose dollar bills and coins in our pocket, we may have chosen for one reason or the other not to. However, a question arises, is it ever right to judge someone based on whether they choose or choose not to give? Furthermore, should we also consider how much someone chooses to give? Does circumstance matter? Or should one be expected to give the coat off their back to a fellow stranger who is in need? Is it ever appropriate that we try and sell some of our old stuff or throw it away? Or should we always run to donate things to the nearest Salvation Army? Joining me to help discuss some of these complex issues, I am joined with Jeff. Jeff, have you ever been charity shamed in your life? Definitely. <laughs> uh, one, one funny story that comes to mind, I remember when I was in college, I was dating a girl and then um, I think I was working part-time at like a Rite Aid or something like that. And I was just making uh, whatever money I was making. So uh, we... <laughs> I take her to some restaurant, whatever. Uh, she orders, I order, I pay for the meal. Then the, then the bill comes and there's a little section for tip. So I tip probably like maybe five bucks. Let's say that the meal was about like 40, 50 bucks. I tip like five bucks. So she says to me, oh, that's all you're going to tip? In my head, I'm like, yo, I just paid for the whole meal. Like you didn't do anything. <laughs> like, why are you... Why do you have say-so in this? And plus, we're both college students, not even 21 yet, because we couldn't even get drinks. So that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But um, that was definitely a time I remember being uh, ashamed for uh, tipping. Did she, like, say, oh, it's customary to tip 15%? Like, how how did she, like, fight back? Did she even offer to pay, like, to, to maybe add to the – like, now, if I'm not mistaken, you picked up the whole bill yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. did she offer to, like, cover – like, if you put down $5, did she offer to, like, cover the rest and make it 15% or she just kept on criticizing you for not putting more down? I don't remember if she offered or not, but what I do remember is her saying to me that, oh, do you know that – waitresses etc they make less than minimum wage and blah 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 and i said this is what they agreed to <laughs> you know like this they, they they weren't forced to be waitresses you know that was my rebuttal to it but let me let me ask you like i know this is probably years ago for her for you was it that you just didn't have the money or did you feel that something in her service was inadequate i was a college student working part-time Okay, I was just. Uh, I was managing my money. <laughs> That's all it was. I was managing my money. Now, I, I think when you charity shame somebody, right? Like, I think the right if she felt that that was not enough tip, I think the right thing to have done is to kind of cover the balance, right? Like, if you, if you, because I, I feel like it's if you're walking with somebody and they're criticizing you for not giving enough, right? Well, then isn't it kind of incumbent on them to to sort of make up the difference? I would think so. In that situation specifically, I remember her like we both came from humble beginnings. So it was kind of weird for me that she said what she said. So it's like we didn't grow up rich or with like a silver spoon in our mouth. So it's like, you know. Now, I got to ask you this question. When you went on this date, 
Mm-hmm. Did it ever occur to you to perhaps go to a cheaper place that doesn't have a waiter or waitress? So you didn't even have to worry about tipping at all. So here's the thing. Okay. So this was a first date. So one, it's a first date. Two, I'm on a budget. Three, I liked her. I'm trying to make a good impression. So, you know, a place that doesn't have a waitress isn't going to make the best first impression. So I, I went to, um, I think it was maybe like BBQ. Or something. It was something like that. It was like, you know, lower end uh, restaurant, but, you know, nice enough for a date. I did now, not consider McDonald's a Burger King. No. Right. No, no, definitely. If you took a girl to one of those places, they'd be like running out the door. Like I am 100% with you. Right. Could it, since this did create like an awkwardness, did you learn after that, man, I got to really like, before I ask a girl out, I really got to save up enough money to cover the bill and like put down an impressive tip. Nope. What it taught me was to, when I put the tip amount, flip the receipt and leave. <laughs> and just not think about it? Yeah, because I still had like three years of college left. So I knew that was going to be my, my, my last date. <laughs> let me well, let me ask you this question. You're, you're considerably older now, right? And I assume mm-hmm. you're not a struggling college student. As, as an adult with a career, do you now subscribe to the 15% rule or the 20% rule? Or do you feel that like, hey, it's just circumstance? I subscribe to... I subscribe to the 15% rule slash service. So 15% can go from 15 to 20 or from 15 to 10, Mm, mm. you know? So it's, I consider other factors too. Gotcha. No, and I think that's a fair thing to do because if you have a waiter or waitress that's really not living up to the standard, right? You don't want to, you know, you don't want to reward them and, you know, and it all, it all depends. Sometimes the place is like really, really busy and you empathize with the person that's serving you. But then other times it's like, no, they, they were just really, really not on point. And I'm wondering like in that moment, and then we're going back some years when you were your younger self, how did it feel to be like, I guess, charity shamed in that instance? Did you, did you feel like um, you had done something wrong or did you feel that in that moment you gave what you felt comfortable I did what was best for my for my uh, circumstances. It was weird to me that I got chatty shamed by her. Weirdly enough, I got over it and we dated for a few months, and, and you know, that was that. But there's other. I've had other uh, chatty shaming situations. I think most people in New York had this situation before, where uh, a, a homeless person possibly uh, asks you for money or whatever, and let's say you have a snack or something or a banana or a piece of fruit and you give them that instead. Mm. And they'll look at it and say, I don't want this and just throw it on the floor. <laughs> so you're, you're being chatty shamed by the, 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 the consumer themselves in front of you. Now this is, now this is interesting. And I've seen this happen before and I've seen a guy actually hold a sign saying, I will accept food. And then people actually give that person food and then they don't accept it. And that, I mean, even if the guy really doesn't want that banana or that bag of chips, they should at least politely take it and then get rid of it later on. But it's, it's, you're, you're right. There is like, a, you it's, know, I, I've lived a in marketing New- strategy for them. Right. I, I've lived in my, in New York, my whole life as well. And I've seen a lot of that. And it's, it, it kind of comes down to this idea of whatever the person is willing to give now. There is also, though, I have to, to be fair here, when it comes to giving somebody food, if it's something that's like 
like like an unopened bag of chips or something like that. I, I totally feel that. However, it, sometimes people can be a little gross and they're just like too lazy to throw something out. And you could see that they've eaten like 90% of it or they've spit in it and all this other stuff. And mm. and then I kind of see a little wiggle room where the guy might be like, listen, man, you know, you, you know, you spit on this or you ate all over this and there's only 10%. Then I can kind of see the guy refusing it. But if it's like an unopened bag of chips or something, I think that that he should definitely take or, or she should definitely take. I agree. I agree with that. Um, as far as the, the um, if the food is untouched or, you know, whatever, if, if you're really homeless and hungry, who are you to choose? But um, as far as the signs go, you said uh, you've seen someone with a sign that says, you know, they'll take food, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. A lot of times they do that for marketing purposes, because if, if, if the sign said, I don't want food, I want cash, then we know where that money's going to. I think a lot of times uh, when people want to give out money, what they think of first, they look at them and I think we all do this. We kind of size up the homeless person like, hmm, does this person like they spend on drugs? Do they really want food? Blah, 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 whatever. Right. And then we make a decision whether we give it to them or not. Now, if they put on a sign, uh, I'll accept food too. That means, okay, I don't have food on me, but according to the sign, this person's probably going to buy food. So Mm. I like what you said about it's like a marketing thing. We also, and we do this, you know, either consciously or subconsciously, we also look at the homeless person's age. We look at their disability status and so forth, their veteran status, like all of these things. At whether we want to admit it or not, they all come into, they, they, yeah, we, yeah, we all, we all, it all comes into play. And I, I would argue that we're probably more forgiving and generous. Like I've seen, you know, in, in New York City, I've seen guys with no legs. I've seen guys that are, are blind and your heart definitely goes out because there is that argument to be made like, okay, there's obviously an impediment that this person is facing that I don't have, right? Like it's very, when we're, when we're sizing people up, we always say, well, geez, I I could do this. Why can't you? It's really harder to say that to the guy with no legs. It's really harder to say that to the blind person. But then if we see a young, healthy, muscular, strapping young guy who's homeless, then it becomes a lot harder to be like, all right, dude, what's your deal? I agree. But I think it's the adverse effect if it's a, if it's a, a younger pretty woman i think she's she's probably getting more money yeah well there might be the, see the guys giving her money might have i wouldn't even call it charities i think those guys are trying to solicit something else from that woman so i don't <laughs> I, I wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily say that, that like i wouldn't say see everything comes with a cost my friend like you know if she's pretty and she's using her looks to get charity well she's also going to get some really unwanted advances from that as well mm-hmm. but but you you are right on that I, I i think that being attractive probably helps to some degree there might also be an example of like, um, you know, we also judge people on how they speak and if they have a convincing story, you know, like we, mm-hmm. we listen to people's uh, story and, you know, sometimes in New York City, you hear a guy's story and then I look at that guy and I'm like, you were on the, you know, you said that you lost your job a week ago. I saw you on the E-train, but that same exact story like three months ago. And now you're still, you're still telling the same story, you right. know? So like we, 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 we do make these judgments and we do go in there. Now, does it ever matter to you, Jeff, like how much money is in your pocket? Like if you have loose change, does that make a difference? Or is it really just like on the case by case basis? 
It's a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit of, of of both. Um, I feel like if I know I have you know a few loose dollars, whatever. Um, I'm more liable to give it. If yeah. I'm not sure what's in my wallet. For example, there was a time when someone had a really convincing story. And I said, you know what? Let me give this person a few bucks. I went in my wallet. They seen me go in my wallet. So they kind of, you know, started approaching me. This was on the train. And I had nothing but 20s. And I'm like, ah, shit. If I just put my wallet back away now, I'm going to look like an asshole. Yeah. So like, and like the whole train was looking at me. I'm like, ah, damn. Like, <laughs> I got to I got to give him a 20. <laughs> and I gave him a 20. And like, <laughs> I was mad at myself. No, that, this is true because this is something that actually factors into how charitable we are is and, and actually going back to your uh, topic with the, um, you know, and I probably made this mistake when I was younger as well with tipping and stuff. It all depends on your denominations. You know, like if the delivery guy comes and you only got 20s and 50s and 100s, you're like, oh, oh my God, like, what am I going to do? I mean, th thankfully, we can now give mm -hmm. tips with credit cards and apps and all this other fancy stuff. I mean, I, I'm, I usually just pick up the food from the store. Like I, I just, I just do that and avoid whatever. Um, but, but yes, like the denominations that are, that are in your wallet can actually affect how, how charitable you are or whether to give mm -hmm. and whether not to give, I think that plays in. Now, something else that I mentioned was mood. Do you think that your mood has any influence on whether you choose to give or not give? Totally. Totally. I feel, um, yeah, I feel if you're in a, if you're in a better mood, you are liable to be better to others. Period, and that comes in a form of charity as well. I think if you're like in a terrible mood, you don't you don't even want to hear that story. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't want to deal with that you don't want to deal with that person at all. Let alone go into your wallet and give them any cash. So, I think that's a big part, also. Now, I think that sometimes if somebody has been exceptionally mean to you, you tend to be less charitable, right? Like if your boss yelled at you or something bad happened to you, you kind of feel like, well, no one's helping me in this world. My boss made me stay here late and, and do all this extra work. You know, why should I help this homeless guy who doesn't even have a job, right? And like, I, I think we somehow have a way, especially as New Yorkers, right? We have this way of transmitting what happened to us in our day onto the subway, right? And like, if we had a bad day of work, well, then everyone we see on that subway mm -hmm. is just like pure evil. Whereas if something good happens to us and someone did something really nice or did you a favor, then you also by extension feel more charitable. Right, I feel, I feel the type of day you had, it helps you justify what you wanna do later. Mm. So for example, you said if I had a bad day, I'll, my justification for not giving someone money is, is uh, Oh, this this homeless person probably has been begging for a month in his line. That's probably a bad story. So I won't give anything. Now, if I had a good day, I'll probably say something like, hmm, what would Jesus do? Or whatever. <laughs> you know, what whatever would help you uh give money, you know? So mm -hmm. the mood definitely plays a a, a a big factor. That's interesting. We all um how about this one, Jeff? Have you ever wanted something in your life? And, and you thought that maybe, oh man, if I, if I just help this homeless person out, then like God will grant that wish or something. Did you ever have I've, one of those moments? I, I've had it in the past. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely had it in the past. I'm like, you know what? I went on a job interview the other day. I haven't heard back yet. Let me give this homeless person three bucks. Let's see if uh, God pays a little more attention to me now. 
<laughs> right, right. And the, the the thing that's funny about that one is like, you're kind of like making some sort of like twisted deal with the universe in a way, right? Like now it's positive that some random dude gets three bucks, right? Like he's, he's, he's happy. He doesn't care why it is that he got that $3. He's just happy that you gave it to him. But in a way it's like, when you think about it, it's almost like you see it as a transaction you're making with the universe. Like I, it's not that I necessarily like this guy mm -hmm. or I want to help him. I'm just hoping that some eyes above me see me committing this nice action so that I can receive a reward. Right, I used to think that way. I don't think like that anymore. But we had this conversation before about religion and stuff, right? Yeah. So um, I feel like if you're a religious person, you might think that way. You might think, hmm, if I do this good act, maybe, you know, I'll get some uh, fortune my way, mm, you mm, know? Mm. But I feel like if you think deeper than that, God knows you're doing it to bargain. So, <laughs> It probably won't work because your heart isn't really in it. So I, I just I disregard all of that at this point in my life. That's interesting. It, it's so it's like and I, I kind of think of this idea as like you really can't fool God, right? Like if you're if you're just giving that three dollars so that you can get like a job or something like that, it's not it's not and 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 someone else might argue, right? Like a scientist or someone might come along and be like, well, it really doesn't matter what your intentions are as long as something compels you to give that $3 and that guy is better off with that $3. That's all that matters. I agree with that. I, I don't do things to, uh, I don't give money to get something back. You know, if, if, if something like, I, I trust my gut, I trust my instincts. My instincts tell me, you know what? I feel like this person needs this. I'll give it to him. That mm -hmm. same person may have went and bought some crack, who knows, but <laughs> At, at that point in time, I felt like they needed it. So I went with my gut and just, you know, hope for the best for them. This is a very interesting thing. So you say that when you like choose to be charitable and, you know, we, we talked about before your mood and all these other things, but you also have a gut reaction to somebody needing something. And would you say that's like how authentic they're being? Like, like what, what, what would trigger your gut to be like that, that lady needs like five bucks right now? Sometimes it's not even what they say. I might just look at them. Maybe their eyes may tell me a, a story before their mouth do. Or maybe like I may see them and they remind me of someone in the past, you know, that, you know, might have needed help and, you know, whatever it is. But something just tells tells me, okay, this person, you know, do what you can for them. That person, okay. I don't know. This person looks a little funny. I don't know about this guy. So mm. I'll just keep walking. So maybe, maybe when you're looking at these people, right, if you see in that person's face, and it could be really hard to say what it is, if you see something in someone's face that was like, wait a minute, that looks like someone that screwed me over three years ago, you're not likely to give. But if you look at that person's face and you say, oh my God, that, that reminds me of this poor woman who lost her house in a fire or something like that, then you are more likely to give. It, it's interesting because that person's face may or may not be true, right? It's kind of your subconscious projecting past experience onto some new person's face. It is, but as also, I feel like um, as people, as animals, we have to use our past experiences to uh, protect our futures. You know, I may be wrong. You know, if you see a creepy guy in an alley, chances are you shouldn't go down that alley. So I, I try to use my instincts the best as I can. I'm sure I'm wrong sometimes, but you know, I think I'm doing all right for myself still.
Oh yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, again, like for example, like if that person is like really scratching themselves or you, you notice like some other things that just don't look, there's like a twitching of the eyes or something like that, then those, those might very well be telltale signs that your $5 is not going to be spent in the right place. But, but it's interesting because when we look at faces, you're right. Like I, I'm wondering, and, and your instincts might also be true. Like in, in fairness, like maybe, maybe when you look at someone's face and they look in pain, maybe that is the universal expression of pain, or maybe that is the universal expression of, of innocence. I don't know if such a thing mm-hmm. exists. Possibly, possibly. But you know, you know what? Now that I think a little deeper into it, now that you're talking about it, I feel like maybe there's a greater good to give to someone, even if they are more than likely going to buy drugs. Because if you know anything about people on drugs, at some point, they, okay, heroin, for example, at some point, they're going to get physically sick until Mm. they get another high, right? So what will they do before, right before they get to that point, they may harm someone and rob them, right? In that case, had I given that person five bucks to go towards their, you know, drug habit, maybe the universe was a a little better off with that decision. I don't know. What do you think? That's a tricky one because I think that that might just be pushing the buck until the day comes when that person doesn't have somebody that gives them five. You know what I mean? Like, is it because if you decide to give them five bucks, okay on that day, you prevented someone from getting robbed or something bad from happening. But Mm -hmm. that same exact problem might happen like a few days later, and then there's nobody to give that person five bucks, and then someone else gets robbed and so forth. So it's like, you may have like helped somebody in that moment, but who's to say that, um, you know, like that problem won't happen like a week later. Right. So what I'm saying is you choose who you want to be in that scenario. (laughs) You know, do I want to be the guy to prevent someone getting robbed or be the guy who gives money to somewhat the greater good at least for the next couple of days maybe who knows i mean you know we could also it's, even it's go, we, we, we could go even far and be like maybe that five dollars you give is actually the dose that that person overdoses on and dies also true you yep. know like it it, yep. it it can it can go into so many spirals of like who's who's to say where where that money will come from but returning back to what we're saying though I think that as humans, we can kind of sniff out. And I, I think this is, you you know, especially us New Yorkers, right? We have this way of looking at faces and looking at situations and just being like, whoa, this 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 guy really needs it. One thing that I always look for, now, now that I'm actually thinking about this a little bit deeper, is it sometimes <clears throat> people, the people who are like very overt, in trying to get money from you. Like they're really approaching you. They're putting that cup right in your face. You kind of say, all right, you know, you're being highly aggressive with like the way you're trying to solicit money from people. You're very, you're very in people's face right now. Whereas sometimes like when you see that guy with no legs or something like that, they're not even really aggressively asking for money. It's sometimes, sometimes like the people who need it the most are actually the most relaxed in the way that they're they may just have like a tip jar or they may just have like something out and you instinctively know as a human being that this person is on really 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 tough times and we ought to give them a dollar or so i I think uh desperation is part of that also Mm. um that person's physical state so a guy with no legs doesn't have to do much to get a few dollars because you see they have no legs you're naturally gonna feel remorseful and give a couple bucks a guy who's a guy who maybe he lost his job three days ago who still looks clean and decent 
Mm. It's kind of hard to give him money because it's like, dude, you kind of look like me. Like you may be lying to me. So maybe that's why that person is more aggressive because they have to be. Right, know? right. Yeah, you know, you make a good point. So like these outward disabilities kind of like they speak for themselves so to speak like they totally, totally. they like people can just see that and say okay whereas the guy who again is like fit or or just lost a job two days ago or three days ago but then you could also say you know in this person's situation like if this person does not have as many of the telltale signs like let's just say they're wearing fairly decent sneakers or you know or, or decent jeans like sometimes i see some sometimes i see people you know homeless people they're wearing better they're wearing a more expensive sneakers than I do. That, I wear this. Very... I, I, you know, I wear the same sneakers for like three years, and I, I see some people, and they're like wearing like nicer sneakers than me. And so it that's does... very common in New York. I had, <laughs> every, every New Yorker has this story where someone came begging them for money in Jordans. <laughs> every New York experienced this before. Yeah, Everyone. yeah. And uh, you know, I, I think I guess what happens in that situation, Jeff, is that I say to myself. I don't think you're quite at the begging level yet. This is like this is like the mental calculation I make. I'm like because your clothes and and your your overall getup is pretty nice. It looks like you should be maybe printing out some resumes at the public library. Obviously it's COVID, so things are really unique right now. But in, in times previous, I was like, maybe you should be filling out some job applications. Maybe you should be giving out more resumes because if you approached an employer or you went to um, like when I was a kid, I used to work at a Baskin Robbins in Penn, in Penn Station. And, you know, people would, would approach me all the time. I wasn't the manager or anything. I was just a kid working there. But people would approach me all the time and ask me for a job. And I'm like, okay, you know, I, I would take their resume or their application or whatever it is that they wanted to give me. And it was like, as long as you're mm -hmm. like well put together enough, it seems like the onus should be to first like start looking for a job or start looking for like public assistance or public resources before you necessarily like hit the subway to so play devil, devil's advocate to that point yeah okay now that guy who's still decently clothed because he's newly homeless sure uh he's giving out resumes but now it's 4 p.m and he's hungry now what yeah that's a good point you too, know? right because you um you've worked many jobs before i'm sure so it's like yeah so yeah, so you've worked many jobs before and, and you know that um, you don't get your first paycheck two, maybe three weeks out. Sure. So that time period, it's, you know, how do you, how do you fill your stomach? That's true. That's true. So I it's, guess it's, 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 it's a dicey situation. I guess, I guess it, it comes then in that case with that person, then they should just kind of really, really be asking for food donations in that sense, right? Like if you, mm -hmm. if you know that you've got a job and you know that um, your next paycheck is coming in two weeks, then it, it should not necessarily be as overt with like, you know, you know, give me, give me as much money as you possibly can. It should be like, Hey, I'm really, really, really hungry. My next paycheck is coming in two weeks. And then I think that that, that is believable. And again, I think it comes back to what we just said, like maybe five, 10 minutes ago, is that it's all in this, this level of authenticity that we kind of sniff out of people. And it's really hard to explain what exactly it is that makes someone authentic. And I think that the Jordans, right off the bat, if you see somebody in Jordans, that immediately removes your authenticity because it's like, why have you not gotten rid of these shoes and gotten cheaper ones or done something? You know, I don't know. Right, right. You have to, just like everything in life, you got to fit the look. 
Yes, yes, yes. You can't look like a rich homeless guy. It, it won't serve you right. No, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, on to the next topic. Should richer people be expected um, to give more? And, and, and there's so many layers to this because there is like, you know, should they be required to pay higher taxes? Should they be required to make higher charitable donations? But it could also be, should the richer guy at the, at the, uh, at the dinner table be, you know, pay more when the check comes? So, so many different angles that we can kind of approach this. What do you think? Oh, that's interesting. Okay, here's what I think. I feel like in our heads, we assume most people are decent human beings okay. for the most part. And I feel like as decent human beings, we think that a decent person would give out a little more than a poorer person. Now, you're talking about a, a dinner table, right? And a check. Give out a little bit more than now, a poorer person. Okay. Let's say that person sitting at the table, the, the rich dude, right? The rich dude is sitting at that table. The rich dude only has a salad and a glass of water. Is he still required to give more money than the poor people at the table who got like, you know, three beers and like really went crazy with chicken wings and all this other stuff? Like how, how, how do we figure that one out? So, so my explanation just now was more so towards charitable donations. Not, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, not like, you know, at a, a birthday dinner type of situation. Um, no, let, like let's, we'll, we'll address that first. Okay, so when it comes to, let's say, giving to a charity in a church, for example, like the collection mm -hmm. plate comes around, the richer person, and if there's someone in that church we all know is, oh, well, this guy is a well-to-do lawyer, we know that he lives on blah, blah, blah street or whatever, there should be more of an onus for that well-to-do lawyer to put, you know, some twenties in that collection plate, as opposed to the single mom who's, you know, uh, working in a fast food joint. Well, if we're going to take it to religion, uh, there's clear cut rules as to what you give. Uh, you're supposed to give 10%. So that rich lawyer's 10% and that cashier's 10% should mm. be different. Right. So I think there's a more of a clear cut rule with that situation. I think anything else where, everyone can give whatever they want i think if i think we think if you're a decent person you'll give uh you, you'll pay like you weigh like they say mm. <laughs> so if you I like have that. fat pockets you'll give a fatter tip all right you know? let's say we got the um checkout counter right we got the checkout mm -hmm. counter and that little bubble pops up before you swipe your debit card or whatever would you like to give you know blah 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 to this charity or something we got rich dude, rich lawyer dude, right? He says, I'm giving two bucks. That's all I feel like doing right now. Single mom right after her also gives $2. Would you say in that case, that rich lawyer dude who only selected $2 was wrong because the single mom behind him also gave $2 to that same little checkout thing, you know, at, at the checkout counter? Well, I think giving away money for free, you can never be wrong. Okay. That I will say. And I also think it, it, it depends on your walk of life. Like, um, let's say, um, let's say uh, you are at Petco, right? And mm -hmm. because this happens to me uh, and it says, do you want to give uh, $2 to go towards an animal shelter or whatever? That rich guy, if he ever had a dog or a sick dog, he's going to give more, hmm. you know, maybe that, um, that single mom had a dog. Or whatever the case is, but what whatever it is, whatever the charity is, it depends on who it triggers. 
Ah, I like that. No, I, I like what you're saying right now because we sometimes charity shame people, but then we don't take into account, well, wait a minute, that person's not really passionate about that charity, right? And it's right, like, right. and now this is a very, like, this is a very interesting one because, okay, let's take something like breast cancer, for example, right? right. If you have someone in your life who's had breast cancer, you are more likely to probably give to a breast cancer charity. And you're probably thinking in, in the back of your head, oh my God, my so-and-so died of this or so-and-so has this right now. And right, right. you, you want to give as much money to that because you have a personal connection. Whereas if mm -hmm. you don't have a personal connection to breast cancer, you may give less money or no money at all. Now, some people, Jeff, might push back and say, if you're truly a good person, you'll still give a lot of money to something, even if it doesn't directly affect you. Uh, I mean, it's easy to say that when you don't have a lot of money. Um, I don't have a lot of money, but I understand rich people problems. You know, just because I have a lot of money, um, I still have bills and my bills are just bigger because I have a lot of money. Hmm. I still have, you know, uh, money to manage. <clears throat> but yeah, I feel like our money always goes towards our passions. What triggers you? Okay, I didn't give money to breast cancer this week, but guess what? I'm giving money to colon cancer next week because of something that happened in my past and my family history, you know? So it, it depends. I yeah. think you need to kind of get to know somebody first before passing those judgments. And to be to stay on topic, I think that's the problem with charity shaming. We just look at that little window of, of, of that window of that moment and we just judge them based on that alone. Mm -hmm. And we don't even know that person. That's know? true. That's true. Let's 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 say we had some really concrete logistics on this. Let's say we got top level something CEO or someone makes mm -hmm. 3.2 million dollars a year and mm -hmm. they they get an envelope from an organization, "Oh, could you please give some money to breast cancer?" CEO guy says, don't know anyone that has breast cancer. Uh, sorry, it just this isn't my passion. You know, I gave a hundred dollars to save the whales. That that I really care about, but not breast cancer. Should we judge that CEO who made three point two million dollars and just 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 won't give that hundred dollars in an envelope because it's just it doesn't speak to them that particular charitable cause? I think we will always judge that guy. Yes, <laughs> yes, we will. We will always <laughs> judge him. Now, 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 can he somehow justify it to us later on? Maybe. Maybe not, but we will always judge him because it's three point two million. Would you judge him, Jeff? Naturally, yeah. Subconsciously, <laughs> I'm, I'm judging him. Yeah. So yeah. there, to a certain degree, like whether you're pat, like I think when you're poor or you have less money, you can then hide behind. Well, you know, guys, I'm not really passionate about right. That makes a lot more sense when you have less money because you have finite resources. If you have finite resources, you can only give charity in certain directions that you feel are worthy. But the richer you become, it's harder to kind of hide behind, well, I'm just not passionate about that because if you gave that $100, you would still have plenty. I think I think with passion comes the work. Maybe he doesn't want to take out his checkbook and, you know, address it to this person and blah and mail it out. So I think uh I think that's part of the reason too. If you're really passionate, write it writing that check out to that organization isn't a, a big deal. But if you don't care, it's like, oh, <laughs> I don't feel like doing that and blah. I don't feel like going to the website and blah, blah, blah. You know, like I was saying before, we find excuses mentally. 
right, to justify right. why we will or, or, or won't do something. Let's say rich dude comes by and says, you know what, I'm just not passionate about charity at all. It just does. I, I'm not none of these things like 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 not save the whales, breast cancer. None of it interests me. I'm, I'm just I just can't. It's too much work. Can't take out my pay, my 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 checkbook. Is there any pushback that we give that person or do we just say, God bless you, man. We still love you. You do you. Um, <laughs> that person is getting judged once again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But those people life probably hasn't humbled them yet. You know, mm. um, will they get a pass? Probably not. But um, if they ever need a handout in the future, they probably won't get it. Uh, everyone's heart isn't the same. You know, I like what, what you I, said about um, humbling. I think I think people who have relied on the generosity of others are probably maybe a bit more giving because they they know like, like, been there before. yeah yeah and I've, I've heard this saying amongst homeless that mm -hmm. the best people that help homeless are former homeless because they they've been they've walked through those shoes before and they know they, they know the deal and they and they are, they're likely to to help if they can so i think that I don't know. I mean, we're, you're right, Jeff. We're still going to judge $3.2 million a year guy, but that is something that we could take into consideration. Like, well, this guy has never been humbled before. They don't, they clearly mm -hmm. don't know better. Who, who should somebody, should the government come in and humble them or should someone step in and <laughs> humble them? This, 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 this remains, you know, neither here or there, but yes, I, I think that, that that comes into the calculus of how people choose to help or not help. You actually reminded me of a story. So like, I speak to people in all walks of life, like, you know, I'm just inquisitive like that. So that was one time I was at a gas station in Flatbush. Yeah. Deep, deep in Flatbush, right? And then this homeless guy, he comes to me asking for a couple of dollars. I gave him a couple of dollars. He was like, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'm not getting much today, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, listen, you know, uh, go to Park Slope. That community has more money, you know. Um, maybe the people of it can't really afford to give you much. He said, "You know what? Poorer people give me more money than richer people." I was like, "Wow!" And I think that's the same justification you just gave. Whoever's been there before, they're more understanding and they're more charitable. Yes, yes, yes. And I think, I think it's an empathy thing. But people think that empathy is just you having a good heart. But what they fail to realize is that it's not just having a good heart. It's really your experiences that make you feel for somebody else. It's not just, it's not like I just woke up on the right side of the bed and have a good heart. It's because I actually know what it's like to sleep outside in 20 degree weather that I can actually feel that man's pain. You know, it's like mm -hmm. I've worked in fast food, Jeff. That's what allows me to kind of see the pain of other fast food workers. If I had never worked in fast food, I would not look into their eyes and see their pain as well. I agree. I agree. Okay. Let's go back to our, you know, you're with the boys, you're at the, you're at the table and the check comes and you know that you've got your, your, your really rich friend at that table who, you know, bragging, got the nice watch. Everything is going well in his life. Should he be expected to just pay his fair share of the check or because he's on really good times, is there an onus for him to like pay more of that check? What do you think, Jeff? Me and my friends always split everything down the middle, no matter what. No matter what. Because, yeah, because, I mean, I think part of it is is the male ego. I'm not going to ask anyone for a handout, mm. <laughs> you know, especially not one of my friends, unless I need it. But if we're at a restaurant eating, that means I'm 
I have enough to cover myself. So I'm not going to say, hey, uh, rich friend, uh, <laughs> why aren't you paying more? And then, you know, that's to me, that's embarrassing. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'd rather just lay everything down the middle and that's it. Um, if, if he because understand, too, as men, even if out the kindness of his own heart, he said, oh, don't worry, guys, I got this. We're going to like, no, nah, no, nah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We got it. Blah, blah, blah. So it probably wouldn't happen anyway. You know, it's funny because I think one of the rules of male culture is that you're doing well, even if you're not doing well. And that's just like kind of have the, the face yep. and then the, and the kind of uh, that's what you have yep. to show at all given times. Now, th this has been and maybe I'm not hanging out with like as strong of males, but there is sometimes this issue where, like I said earlier, the dude just really just got like a salad and some water. Is he really beholden to now pay the same as everyone else? Or could he just be like, listen, guy, you know, like we ordered like five pitchers, we got, you know, the buffalo wings, we got like five appetizers, mozzarella sticks, and this guy over here just had water and a salad. Is he still beholden to have to pay the same as everyone else? Um, I mean, he shouldn't, but I feel like the culture of most friendships, um, you had the opportunity to get what you wanted. You know, uh, you've been out with us before. We always split the bill down the middle. Uh, we hate the guy who itemizes uh, the bill. We don't invite that guy back out. The guy who only had, you know, the water with the lemon and uh, the garden salad. Like, we don't like hanging out with that guy. So I feel like I mean, unless someone gives him the out and say, hey, you only had this or that, just give us whatever, then cool. But usually uh, we just split down the middle and that's that. Now, here's where circumstance kind of plays a role. Because imagine you have a friend at that table and you know that that friend just lost their job. And then you see them like itemizing the bill, like, listen, dude, I, you know, I just had water. And they, they were just, they wanted to hang out with you guys and you wanted him to hang out with you. And he was just trying to be polite and just have like a salad because he knows he's unemployed and he knows that he can't afford to eat lavish food, but he still wants to be social and still wants some friends. I think I would be a little bit more understanding of the itemized guy if I knew that they were under particularly harsh circumstances. Whereas right. if the rich dude was like, no, 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 guys, I only got the salad, you know, and I only got the water, right. then I'd be really harsh on the rich dude because it's like, dude, you've got plenty of money. Like here you are splitting like $3, you know, you're arguing over three bucks. But I think if I had a, a friend that was on rocky, rocky times, I'd be a lot more forgiving. That's definitely understandable. I think that's when I would be more charitable and just cover his cost. Yeah. Because, you know, to, to save himself from embarrassment to say, hey, I only had the garden salad, like no guy wants to feel like that. So to save him the embarrassment, I'll just cover his whatever it is and just, you know, smooth things over so he doesn't have to be put on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, I think that we all charity shame or don't char charity shame, but what ends up happening is that there's a lot of variables under the water that influence all of our decisions. Because if rich dude itemizes that bill, you know you and your friends are going to talk about him behind us. Like, yo, come on, that guy, you saw the car that he drove and he's, he's arguing over three bucks. So I think we all kind of do this and it really depends on how well or how well we think we know somebody. Right. I think backstory is very important. It's yes. very important because like you said, you, if you know the guy just lost his job, like I said, I'd, I'd offer to pay his portion. 
Hmm. Now, rich dude, I'm not offering to pay his portion. Like, <laughs> you're, you're a rich dude. Like, come on. <laughs> so it, the, the, the backstory makes a big difference. Now, it never happens. And, and um, it never happens that, like, like, really rich dude should pay more, right? Like, that's never the expectation. It's always rich dude should just pay equal to everyone else, not not a penny more, not a penny less. It's never, you know, it's never, like, some people, you know, sometimes I hear this argument, well, that guy invited us out or something, you know, and he's really rich. It's kind of incumbent upon him to take care of us. That's never the case, in your opinion. Well, let me ask you a question. When you hear that, who's usually saying that? Other people. Yeah, but 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 specifically, who's saying that? I know what you're Dude. getting now, man. I know because <laughs> <laughs> guys don't say that to other guys. You yeah, know? yeah. We never want to feel like we're being taken care of by another dude. Like, yeah, yeah. That goes back to the whole um that ego, you know. Like I'm not, you're not paying for me. Right, 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 right. So it's just I'm gonna hold my own. Mm. You know, you hold your own, and I don't care how rich you are, but. I'm not going to be made to feel small. <laughs> I, I think, you know? I think, I, but I, I think this is, this is really good about male culture is that we have these like ironclad principles because it teaches us not to expect from others. And I think, I think that that's a really important thing for all of us to have. And, 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 and something, something that could be, cause we, you know, we hear this word like toxic masculinity and all this other stuff, but I actually think that that's really good masculinity because it shows, it shows that when you be, when you go before a rich person, you should not expect anything from that. Still rich. be who you are. Yes. Yes. Still be who you are. And ultimately, um, and ultimately, you should just go to that table being like, I'm taking care of myself. Now, here's the final thing. Suppose rich dude says, fellas, I got it. It's on me tonight. How much arguing or how much back and forth should you be expected to do to get a hold of that check? Or should, is there a point where you just give up and let rich dude pay for everybody? There's a point you do give up, but you have to give up enough fight that your ego st stays intact. <laughs> you have to give enough fact. You have, you have to give enough fight that the room knows you were planning to pay. Yes. But when you give up and let them pay, you feel a little good. Your, your wallet feels good inside. It's like, okay, whatever. I just saved some money. And then you're like, damn, I probably should have ordered that extra shot and whatever. <laughs> <But> anyway, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> So, so like, I guess like you should at least, so I, so you have to at least pull out your wallet, put your card on the table and like really put up a bit of a stink just for, for a while. Right. In order, like in order, because you, if you go down too easy, you're still going to get charity shamed. Right. Because if you go, oh, okay. And you just, you know, you don't make any gesture at all. Then people might be like, man, he didn't really want to pay you. That was a fake gesture. So I think right, even right. in these instances, you have to be highly authentic that you want to make that contribution. So I, I have this conversation with my friends all the time. Gestures go a long way. Example, uh, if you've been on like your eighth date with the woman and she's never faked like she was taking her wallet out to help pay for anything. And you, and you say, you know, don't worry, I got it. She's never made that gesture. Yeah. They're going to look at her like, oh, no. I don't know about her because I can honestly say for the most part, like by date three, usually they offer to pay mm, for something, mm, mm. whether it's I'll pay for this date, I'll, I'll pay half or I'll pay the tip. 
I usually say, don't worry, I got it. But, you know, that offer goes a long way. It yeah, a long way. or it could just be like ice cream or tea or whatever it is, like some dessert item, some some other gesture. Or in the in the in the going all the way back in time, all that girl had to really do was be like, "Hey, thanks for treating me out. I got the tip," or just something something yeah. like that is actually you know a good gesture of of like of goodwill in the sense that like and mutual you know, investment I, because she's willing to pay to pay too. That means yes. you know. She's yes. not just, you know, using me. Yes, you know? absolutely. Yeah, it's funny. When we started this conversation, you know, I, we, we I, at least I had this idea that probably, oh, charity shaming is pretty bad. But I think when, we, when we're really reflective, we, we find ourselves guilty of doing this. And sometimes it's for really good reason. Yeah, I think um, a lot of it is cultural. Yes. Like you said about toxic masculinity, I feel like there's not much that's really toxic masculinity. I think it's just... Um, Someone who couldn't, you know, capitalize off of men probably came up with that, with that, uh, with that um, phrase. But I feel like a lot of this "quote unquote" toxic masculinity—it's just, you know, it's standards. But I and I think I think the idea. Look, I, I think like the the crux of the issue is is that in life you need to be prepared to handle everything kind of on your own and if some good things happen to you that's okay as well like be grateful for the good stuff and the the if someone does help you out or whatever okay mm-hmm. you know express gratitude be grateful and if you can repay them back one day try and do so but at the same time i think that walking forward with the with the with the right foot forward is really a, a good kind of mindset when we think of charity and, and giving uh jeff thank you so much for being on the show today my friend definitely my pleasure